0: I'm your host, Dr. Eve, and I'd like to welcome you to the First Gen Lounge. Well, hello, dear. I am so glad that you are here. And if you are new, what's up to you too? Boom! so glad to have you. Oh my goodness. Listen, 2021 has been one for the books. You hear me? It has certainly been a year of exponential growth, taking bigger risk, and really stepping into myself as a business leader. So I'd actually decided um, early in the year that I was going to do better about setting boundaries and placing a little bit more emphasis on growing and scaling my business. That, that was my thing. Now, when you set boundaries and you start doing stuff differently, you're always going to be challenged, right? Of course you are challenged to really like say and do what you said you were going to do. So for me, I was really like, yo, I said I was going to do it and this is what I'm going to do. Let, let me stick by my word, but not just that. Let me focus on what I'm saying is important and is mattering to me and what I'm doing. And so, hey, make your decisions based off of that. What's important with what the value? But anyway, I had one particular situation to happen that felt particularly triggering for me. And I was in my head for it for weeks. <laughs> I was really in my head about it. Like, goodness gracious. I couldn't believe that it had bothered me like it did. And I guess not so much that it bothered me as much as it was challenging my thinking. And again, me doing what I said I was going to do. As a matter of fact, I had shared a post on LinkedIn and I pretty much was like, you know, talking to gens and black women saying, yo, go get the bag and don't apologize for it. And one day I'm gonna tell you, you know, one of the things that, you know, or what happened to inspire this thought. And well, here's the day, here's the day. And if I'm honest, I don't think about it, like on a little sidebar, um, I have actually been on a roll ever since, you know, with talking to first-generation graduates and Black women and being more direct about my thoughts when it comes to entrepreneurship. Now, going back to the situation, I'm gonna keep it 100, which you wanna say that hindsight, a part of the reason that I felt the way that I felt is because, I do believe I could have handled that situation better from the start. I mean, I actually know I could have handled that situation better from the start. And the longer you're in business, the more you start to like notice trends and things that are happening. And you can make decisions early on or say, I can probably already tell how this is going to go. So I actually had that happen with the situation. But did I listen to myself? No, because why? Eve gonna make it work. But I for real ass slipped up and behind closed doors, I was quite weird about what had happened. So what had happened? Okay, I'm about to tell you. I had an organization to reach out to me to collaborate um, on an engagement. Was very excited. This is an organization I was familiar with and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is great. So got on the call and I thought that the call was great. Had an idea of their vision and it was myself and my assistant on the call. You know, again, just figuring out what we can do to support. And by the end of it, you know, they made an offer. We counted with it, but here's where I messed up. And I'm going to say I messed up because I know better. And I can't even tell you what I was thinking. But of course, a part of the conversation started with there being budgetary issues and blah, 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 blah. And I'm hearing this. So I had given them a number, right? Given them a number to try to make it work. And (laughs) after the fact, um, because they and actually it was Axel on a call. Let me just say it was Axel on a call. So if you don't do this, then what would you do for that? And so I gave him a number, a, a thoughtless number, to be just very, very straight up. Because hey, I'm human. I make mistakes. Sometimes I just do things that just don't make sense. Uh, this was one of those times. And so gave him that number, got off the call, and got on a call separate with my assistant. And she was like, "What was that?" <laughs> And I was like, you know what? I can't even tell you, but that was not supposed to happen. And it felt really embarrassing to even have done that in front of my assistant, who I was then training, because again, as a business leader, what am I teaching her about how to handle my business? What am I showing her about stepping into this particular space and being able to do what needs to be done, essentially? And so... We knew the organization would get back with us, of course, because they needed a few days to process everything per the call, and they did. But of course, looking at what was on the table, um, even the idea that I was asked to support with two essentially different things within that day. um, And although virtual, and we're not even going to get started on the virtual stuff today, but I'm going to say quickly value doesn't change just because it's, 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 virtual. Um, what I have to do to prepare for any engagement or what have you, it doesn't change because of virtual, but there are some, some, some spaces and some room, right. Um, when you think about budgets with virtual because of the travel, but again, a conversation for another day, but anyway, sitting down, looking at what was requested, um, it only seemed right and reasonable to be able to say, well, even in my initial response, I only had that one thing that seemed like the primary thing in mind. However, for this, this is what it it needs to look like for the day. But also, I am a person who operates in the space of integrity. So there was no way in my mind that it made sense for the company to accept a proposal um, or an offer, right, when I had contracts for others that were several thousands more. And so knowing that, and I'll tell you this, depending on the field, of the industry, I mean, because they all end up being and feeling small anyway, people talk. And so with that, um, having raised the fee this year for the business for booking speaking engagements, um, just needed to be consistent with that. So as you can imagine, um, you know, the offer that they said they were going to be able to do, we were like, you know, sorry that we're not going to be able to accept it. However, this is what actually happened in, in the acceptance I ended up looking at it again, sitting down with my assistant, um, talking to her and through everything and looking at what we had on the table and other engagements that we had coming in, um, where people were requesting speaking. And I actually called the point of contact and had a conversation. And I told them, I was like, Hey, we've taken time to review what you all have sent over and truth be told, I am going to be vulnerable. This should have never happened. Um, in thinking about what you all requested, while I really want to help, you know, my, 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 company really wants to help your organization. This isn't possible. It's not feasible, especially when we think about what other people are doing contracts for, going under contract for, for the same exact work. Um, even honest, you know, sometimes less. And so, and thinking about that, and the thing with speaking, and depends on who you ask, it can get really tricky sometimes because you think about each individual, um, place and space and budget and, and what your rate is and all kinds of things. And I've had different people to teach me different practices and they all work, right? So for me, it was finding my balance in my own practice. But anyway, back to the situation itself. Um, it took a lot of heart. (laughs) It was scary as hell to call this person and say, this isn't going to work for us. However, if you can do this thing, then we can agree and go ahead and just move forward with it. Um, and talking to the person at the time, of course, their thoughts were, don't think that this is going to happen. You know, we can shoot it back to, you know, said person who we're working with. However, just don't don't think so. But again, it's worth a try. So the conversation then was, hey, we'll just just let us know and we will we'll just go from there. So of course, um, they said the proposal. So what I said on the phone call, again, being very straight up, what we could do and what the proposal looked like was probably about a thousand dollars different. And they, you know, said no to it. They declined. So I had to, you know, some money or no money. But at the same time, again, I had not been booking, um, for any less than the amount that was even on the table all year. So again, out of integrity, out of having these goals, these boundaries, right? It was like, well, you know, that's your fault that you messed it up. But at the same time, we're just going to have to decline at the moment. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But I put that out there because what that did, um, one, even in the phone call itself to be just so straight up vulnerable and say, hey, I made a mistake. This isn't going, you know, to work for us. We've looked at it. You know, this is just what we need to be with it. And I really wanted to make it work because it's like, oh, you just got to make this work. You got to make this work. Why do you have to make it work? And again, I spent weeks reflecting and asking myself, one, what happened? Because I've never, (laughs) ever... Called you know an organization for which my company was going to collaborate with and say we're not going to be able to do this. Typically, there are others who say hey we're not going to be able to book at this time. But to say hey I'm going to not be able to do this that was it was scary it was challenging it was hard it was uncomfortable it was all the things. But anyway, I found three significant things that really dropped into my spirit over the weeks that would come, Um, and I even processed these things with my therapist. That this uh, particular situation for me, I felt both push growth, but it challenged me and some of the ideas that I have been working so hard to dismantle, uh, especially being an entrepreneur. I really wanted to show up and and be the entrepreneur that I know that I can be. But anyway... The three things that hit me. <laughs> the first one being that is it because I'm a black woman, right? Sometimes I walk away from business situations with the thought in the back of my head that something didn't work out because I am a black woman. And it's so unsettling to have the thought that what my company may charge for some of its services shouldn't be what they are because it's black owned. As though it's supposed to be cheaper like Black people don't have the education skills or talents to execute with excellence. And what's even more intriguing is thinking about how few people who don't actually look like me, who've actually reached out over the years to collaborate... It really brings forth questions or at least it has for me. I'm only speaking for me that it's like, dang, you know, is is it because I'm black that you haven't reached out when I can very well, you know, help your company through my company to be able to, you know, serve and, and do these do things that need to be done. And then I think about, you know, the many times that there may have been a call a post or something for help. And even if we did reach out, how often silence actually followed yet to look up and the person who may have been, you know, reflected by the company that was hired doesn't look like me. Now, I say that to say I've had to resolve the being a black woman entrepreneur, being a black woman with the business and all the the, the questions and the thoughts that come up about you know, the worthiness and and being valid and being qualified and blah, 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 because I know that I am. But I can't sit here and tell you that these things haven't that this thing, this blackness, this womanhood um, hasn't shaped how I have thought about myself as an entrepreneur and have allowed myself to trick myself into thinking less Sometimes about what I do, but not even just what I do, what my company offers, you know, how my company is serving and how I have a company. Um, Now, the second thing that I'll I'll jump into, because we can talk about the black woman thing all day. Ask a black woman who is an entrepreneur. She'll tell you. The second thing is growing up in an environment where I heard, you know, I don't have the money for that or I can't afford it or money doesn't grow on trees. So what I was finding is that I was carrying these thoughts into adulthood and into entrepreneurship, right? So I struggled for a very long time to think like, who do I think that I am to be worthy, to have money when I didn't have it growing up? And what I was finding uh, more specifically how this is showing up in my business was, me being really sensitive to hearing something like, we don't have the budget. So it had me in a space where, well, they don't have the budget, you know, kind of like your mom didn't have money when was growing up. So I should just be happy to get this opportunity and just take whatever I'm given. I should just be grateful. And that is very damaging, um, had been very damaging to me because sometimes opportunities I would take, I would actually be at a loss for having taken, Right. And nobody wants a business that's running at a loss. And trust me, I have been there. But anyway, I didn't even think about how something that happened in my childhood was really still tugging and pulling at me as an adult, which it seemed like it was such a small thing, but it really wasn't a small thing. It was something that was significant and needed to be addressed because again, I asked myself the question, why, why? What am I struggling with here? Why was this such a big deal? Oh, okay, I know why because again, you don't come for money and nobody around you, you know, have no significant money and who are you to ask for money and you don't do this and you don't do that. So in my head, again, I had to work through all these, these false thoughts and perceptions and, and, and just things that I had made up in my mind about how I was supposed to exist in the world. Which then brings me to the third thing that I found very significant. And it happened early in my career, um, in my entrepreneurial career, brother, where there was someone whose opinion I really valued. And one day we we're having a conversation. Again, I can't tell you the full details, but they had mentioned how a person who I actually know now and I think is brilliant, um, a speaker, they had actually reached out to them to collaborate because at the time they worked at an organization. And in the end, um, they were mentioning to me how pretty much this person was tripping for the rake that they had put out there. And being a speaker, I imagine that, you know, they had some thoughts and feelings about how other you know people speakers showed up. But again, it's kind of like, Oh, okay. Um, well maybe I should learn from them and listen to them, you know, of what not to do. So how it ended up shaping my thoughts, how I internalized it, you know, in my business, the speaking part of my business so often showed up as a, you better not be too much. You better not charge too much. (laughs) What? What do you, you better not charge too much. You better not be too much. Like, are you serious? And so it wasn't until I noticed this later on that I was carrying it and it was making me scared, uncomfortable, and even feeling really challenged to think that my company should charge even more for, you know, what I, what was being offered. Even when I knew that it was something that needed to happen, don't you better not charge too much. You, you better not. But this is why I'm also gonna say it matters who you're listening to and what you're doing. Um, it matters, you know, how you are showing up and what you're thinking about yourself as you are shaping and formulating your opinions about pursuing entrepreneurship and thinking about rates and business operations and all kind of things, because I let this be something that was uh, a hindrance for me because again, who do you think you are? <laughs> who do you think you are? Especially if other people who may be, I guess for lack of a better words, quote in a, in a different space, in a better space than you are, um, will have the capacity or was allowing, you know, them to have the capacity to devalue something that I could look at and say was valuable. But conversations for another day. But again, between me thinking about being a black woman entrepreneur, between the environment that I grew up in and then hearing this one particular thing early on, I had set myself up for some mess and didn't even think like a whole lot about this mess I set myself up for. But the mess being the challenge of really and truly pursuing business in a way that I was about the business. So again, it had me going (laughs) for a minute. And I really had to give myself space to fully process what was going on because I knew that the fact that I kind of got hung up on this, and I think really for real, it was the call having to call and be like, this isn't going to work, but it was, it was necessary again for who I've become and who I am becoming. And, you know, I'll tell you this too. One of the things that I continue to understand, you know, in life and, and through just learning is that when you pray for something, if you meditate on something, you're looking for the answer, a lot of times it's not going to come to you in the way that you would have even expected. It may not look anything like what you expected. Because again... I have had my heart and my mind totally set on growing my business so that I can make even more impact, right? And now when I look at that particular situation that happened, I realized it was helping to push me and honor the growth that I was asking for. Because see, growing a business is so much more than a lot of the technical things that people think about. It's so much more than marketing and networking and product development and even crunching numbers. Growing a business is growing as an entrepreneur. It's it's being challenged in how you show up. It's doing hard things. It's making tough decisions, and it's being willing to go in a different direction, especially when something's not working itself out. You know, not forcing yourself to make something that's not going to work work. And growing a business is doing what's best for the business. And I think this was the moment where something that Dr. King said to me. Yep, yeah, my Dr. King, not Martin Luther King, duh, but Dr. King, my my King said something to me months prior that really stuck with me. I can't recall exactly what we were talking about, but dude was like, you need to do what's best for your business and you are not your business. Now (laughs) you already know I was feeling some kind of way about this at first. And in my head, I was like, what the WTF, right? How can I not be my business when my name and my face is plastered all over everything? But he was right. And I'm not sure that he'll ever fully understand just how much him unexpectedly and low key checking me has meant even to this day. But him saying that, coupled with therapy, sprinkled with some, I'm going to get you together entrepreneurial friends, and a side of, We don't have time for game coaches. Open my eyes up in a completely different way. I am not my business. I am the founder and chief strategist of a company. Okay. I am not my business. I am the founder and chief strategist of a company. So this even makes me think a lot about how far too often do we make our businesses about us. It made me think about how often I hear entrepreneurs and I'm not even going to sit up here and act like I haven't said it to, but we say this thing, pay me what I'm worth. It can be so easy to show up in situations as entrepreneurs, carrying our worth on our backs, making business seem far more personal than what it is. Yes, business is about relationships. Yes, it's, you know, partly being personable, but how many businesses exist and you never even see a person's face <laughs> again, a conversation for another day. But to say again, you know, we end up carrying our worth, our personal worth and our businesses on our backs. And something about him saying that and all the things that I've been experiencing, I've had this to me a, a great shape shift in my perspective. When it comes to business, it's not my worth that should be put on the table for negotiation. So same goes for you. It's not your worth that should be put on the table for negotiation. We gotta stop doing it to ourselves because see, I am running a company that has offers to help solve problems. So in a business situation, it's about the value that the company brings in providing solutions to said client or customer, right? Which then, it's more than spending money. It's about making an investment to which there will be a return. This is why it's so important that you align your company's offers and and the the audience and vice versa. The two have to align, but we're going to have that conversation another day. We're going to leave it for another day. Now, let me say this real quick while I'm thinking about it, because I'm like, oh, in in hindsight, I really appreciated that in the situation that I told you about, that the person with whom I was in touch was very understanding. And he even made it a point to say, I truly value what you do. They didn't have to say that. And I was very well aware that the situation that we were in, it was beyond them at this point. It, it just really was. Because in some cases, the person who you're working with, depending on what your business looked like, they're not the one that has a final say. Because I think if they have a final say... It would have been no problem. Um, and then looking back over the years, I have had to learn to have an even deeper appreciation for those who've actually reached out to want to collaborate with my company. And they didn't and have also expressed that they didn't have the budget, but they weren't going to ask for a discount on the rate. I even had one situation that <laughs> I told you I was trying to get what I could get right where I was telling the person, hey, I don't mind. I will do this for you. It's all good. And they refused it. And told me they would contact me when they could, when they can when they figure out what to do. Maybe they need to partner with somebody else because I should not reduce my rate. Wow, really? Like the game. Um, and I've even had people who may not have booked, you know, the business to come in to do stuff. I mean, yeah, I know that I'm the face in doing the work of the business, but it's still the business that you're booking because when you submit... You're submitting for the business. You do contracts with the business. But anyway, these people, some people, have actually said, "Hey, I know that I'm not able to bring you in for this particular thing. However, um, I'm going to introduce you to these people. And several of those people have actually gone on secure contracts. And then some of those people who may not have booked me have bought journals and books and have done other things. So there are more than one. There's more than one way to support uh, a business. Especially if you have different streams of income, which again is a conversation for another day. But point being that, yes, I have had people to say, I'm not booking because I don't have the money and it's cool. We'll find somebody else, you know, who's within our budget and to not be offended by that at this point, because you realize that what those people are saying to you is, What your company offers is valuable, and we value, we respect, and honor what you bring. Um, And I'm also gonna say this it's always up to you to choose how you're going to show up, and again, show up in your rates and your pricing, but it's for you to choose what your business model looks like. And I'm gonna go ahead and leave that there. Mm -hmm. Because again, we've talked about it plenty enough. But anyway, but I ain't gonna lie, Um, I didn't realize even then the magnitude of what people who were not. Booking me or again, booking the company. I say book me because I'm the one that shows up, right? But who weren't booking um what they were teaching me at the time. And I'm grateful and I'm thinking about it now that one thing I can't do is look back and say they tried to get me, quote unquote, they tried to get try to get me, like, oh, people trying to get me, because you know, people say that, well, somebody tried to get me. But I mean, goodness, I have learned so much over the years. And even again, it's still new to me for it to not be me and the company. Um, it's this year new. <laughs> if this year is so thank you for your patience even as I can't say bringing me in because I understand that even as as a company I have yet to I have a partly a speaking business right because that's just one part of it we have the school we have the store um, there are many elements to the business which I don't think I've ever really talked to you about it, but even for me, the transition of moving out of a space of just being a speaker and becoming an entrepreneur and just being a solopreneur and being a CEO. So, so many mental shifts that have had to happen to get me to this ever evolving space um, and thinking and being more, more conscious about my thoughts, about my words, about the language that I choose to show up in. Right. And this podcast being evident of that, but not in a bad way. But anyway, 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 now, I want to go back to something though. Cause I got off on a tangent talking about, you know, contracts, not booking all of the stuff, but going back to what I was saying earlier about doing what's best for your business. When I was an employee, I showed up to work and I did what I needed to do and everything was covered, okay? As an entrepreneur, all the things that were once covered by the organization must now be covered by my company. Desks, chairs, pens, paper, ink, conferences, travel, graphic design, domains, emails, websites, licenses and permits, association, memberships, utilities, insurance, promotional items, yeah, and the list goes on. And you, that's a lot that doesn't even scratch the surface. <laughs> doesn't even scratch the surface. Oh, and that's. let's not forget, right? As an employee, I went to work. I did what I needed to do. The company I worked for took care of, you know, what taxes and took the little taxes out my check. Now I take care of all the taxes for everything that's happening. <laughs> and it's a different game. It's a different game because again, when you think about what rates are for what your company, you know, services are, again, for those service-based products too, though, I think about taxes and depending on who you talk to and what those taxes look like and what you're doing no write off. That's a whole nother conversation in itself and one that I'm not fully equipped to have. Feel free to contact my accountant. And I'll give you your information. But um, but there's so many things to take into consideration. And I know that there's still so much to learn, but I'll say that it is what it is. But again, me doing what's best for the business is about what's best for the business. And yes, it will impact me. But at the end of the day, the business must operate. The business has to have funding to operate. The business needs what it needs to be what it needs to be, okay? And with that, I have really, again, in stepping into this space, I can't look at pricing and rates as anything personal because, again, it's not about my worth. It's when you see this rate, when you see this thing that's presented, we've taken time to calculate, one, what it costs to create these things to operate this business to even think about the goals, the financial goals the business has and what it's going to take to get there. So they're not numbers that are just pulled out of, you know, uh, a hat. (laughs) These are things that are created with intention and something again for you to think about as you are growing in your own spaces, the intentionality behind your pricing, but what you need to be able to get to where you're trying to go, right? Right. Um, so yeah, but I'm saying all this because it brings me to what I said about setting boundaries and doing things different because this year has actually been my best year yet. And I've like, whoop, whoop, check it, check it, girl, check it, girl out. <laughs> I was actually on a call with my bookkeeper and had my mind blown when she pointed out that I'd almost, well, I did triple almost quadruple my revenue and I hadn't realized it at all and I'll be for real it wasn't a goal for me to I'm going to quadruple triple anything like that but I knew that I wanted to grow my business I wanted to scale I wanted to generate more revenue so I clearly did that. I did that. And for the second year in a row, I'm actually profitable, um, and which is very exciting because I know very well what it means to be running in the red. And that's really, really exciting as someone who's been on this journey for years now, because there are many businesses, like I said, don't make it past two years, three years to get to five is is really one of those milestones and to have made in the fifth year. To have done the best um, really speaks volumes, but also is very exciting to know, and really, really makes me hopeful. I'm going to say all that too. And as someone who, when you know what popped off, um, you know what you, you you know what it is. All these different variants, so I'm going to say, to watch you know what seemed like the business or what was the business that I've been building for years, seemingly fall apart overnight. It has moved me to the core to think your girl made a comeback. <laughs> and she made a comeback. And I just come back like a comeback and it come up at the same time. And you can even say, well, it's because you know what, you know, happened. Okay. That because you know what happened that you were able to do that. So I then say, well, last year in the midst of all the chaos, I actually finished strong. And last year was to, to the point that it was um, the biggest revenue generating year. So we can just go ahead and kill that because you know what argument um, and just say it it is what it is. It was it was a lot of things that really changed the game uh, and moving forward and making a progress. But even, you know, going back to starting the year with the focus. So when I took the time to look at the reports more closely, I noticed a few areas where I invested significantly more than I have in previous years. Three particular areas stood out. Business development, meaning education, consulting, and training, marketing, and human resources. And that was exciting to know because as an entrepreneur, one of the ways you grow is assessing (laughs) everything, what worked, what didn't work, what did you do, what did you not do, and what could you be doing more of. So for me, I'm already sure that those are the three things that I'm really going double down on, triple down on um, in the years to come, or especially next year, for sure, for sure. Um, till then, to the question that was posed in the first place, um, how did I pretty much almost quadruple my revenue? Simply put are a few highlights for you, boo. So the first things first of uh, the first things first, <laughs> set your boundaries, expectations and goals. And in parentheses, I'm going to say and do what you say you are going to do, even if it makes you cringe. Okay. Um, there's nothing like beginning with the end in mind. That's really all it is. And if you set your sights on what's ahead and stick by it, then you are gonna get somewhere. The second of the things is get past thinking about you and your worth and focus on the value that the business brings and the problems it solves. Because your business needs what it needs to, to thrive, to function, to grow, to do all the things, and it's about your business. Now, the third thing, perhaps the thing, invest in your business. Take your business seriously and invest in your business. You know, when I say this, it reminds me of how I've heard this, this idea, this thought for a while that your business is your baby. Now we know I ain't got no chilling, but I do have my fur baby and I can, I can understand, I can empathize what I'm saying with wanting the best. Cause even for Maxwell, I want the best. And thinking about your business, you want the best for your business. You want to see it to grow. You want to see it thrive. You want to see it do wonderful things in life, as I imagine many who are parents want for their children. And so thinking about your business being your baby and protecting it, um, making sure that it gets the nurturing, the TLC that it needs to become this big, beautiful, amazing thing, looking at it with that same perspective. Because as I empathize with this idea of your business is your, is your baby, would you give your baby anything less than the best? No, you wouldn't because you see what your baby can grow up to be all the hopes, all the dreams, all the, the ideas, just this, this big, bright future. So you invest to ensure that your baby has the best possible life that it can have. And if your business is your baby, which it is, want to get babies because it require a lot of attention. <laughs> don't don't get it twisted. But because you understand, you know the, the necessity of an investment and how the future is shaped because of how you invest, then you're willing to do so, knowing that in the end it's going to be worth the while. I mean, we can even even say when you think about yourself and how you invest in yourself, aren't you worth the while? Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't your business be? Yeah. So I have shared all of this today because as I have said before, it is important for me to take all the wisdom that I'm getting along the journey of life and to pass it along to you whenever I can, however I can. And this is one of those moments of can. <laughs> and, you know, I truly want for you to continue to be encouraged on your journey, especially, you know, as an entrepreneur, because entrepreneurship is one of the many ways to wealth. And, more than anything, I want you to be reminded, um, in a moment like this, that mindset is critical for your business's success. It's, it's critical. You know, what we believe shows up in our life and I've heard it, don't know who said it first, but so within, so without. So what you think and feel about your life and what will become of it, what can come of it, your business even, you know, I mean, cause that's what the show has been about, um. Uh, it it really starts from within. So always think success, right? And think the best. But thinking of success and the best, here is where I'm going to shamelessly plug that if you are an aspiring and or new entrepreneur, I would love for you to check out First Generation University, especially the First Generation Entrepreneur Association, which was created for you to have the support you need in the areas of personal and business development. You'll be able to find the link in both the session and the full show notes if you are interested, but go check that out. And if it ain't for you, tell one of the homies because, you know, we got to help each other help each other out here. But on that note, I want you to keep showing up as only you can, doing what only you will put on this earth to do. And most importantly, I want you to keep pressing forward, right? Keep pressing forward out here because... Hey, it's for you to decide. It's for you to decide. Ain't nobody going to show up and save you. I know that that may hurt, may sound bad sometimes, but the truth is, you've got to keep pressing forward. Um, but what you have, the life you have, you were built for and continue to trust that. All right. But on that note, I love you. I love you. I love you. I do. Peace.